What's up, mamas? Welcome back to another episode of the Moms Breaking Chains podcast. Happy New Year. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season with your family. We're going to kick off the new year with something special. We are having our first guest on this podcast, and it's Micaela Deegan from Fearless Mujer Podcast. She helps us today with tying our true identity and our self-worth and our faith and what God says about us. And it was such an honor to connect with her because we connected a while back, maybe about almost a year ago. And I was able to we did a crossover episode for Valentine's Day. And so we got the opportunity to reconnect again and really just pour into you with this, you know, this whole thing of body image and faith and, you know, the lies, your self-worth. And it was just incredible. So Mikaela Deegan is an author of the book Dear Fearless Mujer, You Were Created for More. She's also the host of the Fearless Mujer podcast. She is a mom, wife, and a Latina empowerment coach. You guys are in for a treat because she really brings it in with her faith and we just connect really well. Can't wait to show you this episode. Hope you enjoy it. What's up, mamas? Welcome to the Moms Breaking Chains podcast. My name is Monica. I'm a homeschool spirit-led mom of two babies, wife, empowerment coach, certified personal trainer, boxing fitness trainer, and creator of BoxFit Queens. I know that you are tired. You're tired of the endless loop of this negative body image cycle. You want to do something different and you don't know how. You're tired of obsessing over the scale, comparing yourself to other women on social media, upset about your body not quote unquote bouncing back after your baby. Your mindset around food, fitness, you're tired of working out to punish yourself and still getting no results. Most importantly, you're spiritually, emotionally, and mentally drained. Boy, do I feel you, mama. Even as a personal trainer, I still struggled with this, and I realized that it was my mindset. As young as a 15-year-old girl, I developed an eating disorder, eventually turned to hard drugs for 10 years to completely change my body because I was not happy with myself. Now, as a mother, I know the importance of breaking these chains. This podcast will equip you with the tools that you need so you can have your breakthrough with renewed mindset strategies, self-love habits, rewriting the old belief systems, and most importantly, partnering with God in this journey because I could not have did this alone. We will have the breakthrough. If you're ready for something different and you're ready to transform your mindset, welcome to the Moms Breaking Chains podcast. You're in for a journey. Let's glove up and knock out those old belief systems that are avoiding you from your breakthrough. Let's get it, mamas. Hi, Mikaela. Hey, Monica. So welcome to the Moms Breaking Chains podcast. I'm so excited. You're our first guest on the show. And uh, I'm so excited to finally connect and have you uh, share some powerful stuff on here. Uh, can you start off with introducing yourself for our ladies that don't know you? Yeah, well, thank you. No pressure. I'm the first guest. <laughs> um, my name is Micaela. I am Micaela Deegan. That's an Irish last name, my husband's last name. I always have to tell people because people will be like, wait, are you Hispanic? I'm like, yes, I'm Mexican. <laughs> um, I'm an author. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. I'm a dog mom. <laughs> um, I'm the founder of Fearless Mujer. So really it's, I, I call it an umbrella of like the podcast and coaching and just really empowering women 
to move forward and not allow their past to define them. And other than that, I mean, I, I'm just normal girl, you know, I love tacos, cafecito. I love Jesus because my faith is such a huge part of who I am as a person. So I have told my listeners, like, girl, if you even like me a little bit, it's because of God. So um, yeah, I'm just normal, basic jeans, sneakers kind of girl. <laughs> I love it. So I'm really excited because I love that you share that this whole part of, you know, what what drew me so much to you. And I love that because we've connected a few times before. And if you were a listener of before I rebranded, oh yeah, we're friends. We've had lunch. We've seen each other in person. She bought me some cheesecake. Oh man. (laughs) So like, we've had an honor to like get to know each other and, you know, it's definitely, uh, it's all God, right? Because Mm -hmm. that was just something, you know, you're from uh, Fort Worth and I'm from San Antonio about like four hour distance. Right. So it's beautiful how like we connected and it started through this virtual podcasting, you know, space. Like that's how mm-hmm. we met. Like we just clicked and, you know, like biz besties and like we just yeah. got really close. And I, and I really love that. One one thing that I love about you is like your, your, uh, your faith, you know, that's definitely something that stands out to me. And I love how you, um, you're not afraid, right? You're fearless in that area when it comes to your faith and how you glorify God in this process of what you do. And so today, you know, I really, you know, we t- we connected yesterday and I wanted to talk about this identity piece. And I love that because I know that that's your space. And being that this podcast, Moms Breaking Chains, is about body image. And, you know, when I, when I did the rebrand, I shared with my listeners that God was tugging at my heart. There was something going on with this body image. And you know, we know that it stems from a lot of things, but the biggest piece is that a lot of us are tied to something outside of what God says we are. Right. And, you know, we get caught up in what the world says we should look like, what the world says we should, you know, we should have bounced back by now our bodies, you know, we should look this way, act this way. And so we talked about how that identity piece is so important. Could you touch on that for, for us about, you know, what your experience is in it? Yeah, I think, you know, for me personally, just so the audience can get a a little bit of a background on me, um, and I'll try to make it as short as possible, because I always tell people like, girl, I got a lot of stories. What do you want to talk about? (laughs) I have a ton of stories, but I I didn't grow up in church. Like I grew up in Chicago, like on the Southwest side and in the hood, right? And in the bad neighborhood. Um, But I love where I grew up because it was so rooted in my culture, you know, and and I feel like, yes, I'm God's daughter, but I feel that he doesn't make a mistake on where we come from. Or even even if we did come from like dysfunction, he doesn't make a mistake on that either. He uses that right later on. But um, so I grew up in Chicago and just coming from a broken and a dysfunctional home. And after I was 11, you know, I went to live with my dad I feel that I really didn't know who I was. I struggled so much with my identity. I ended up like having kids really young. You know, I had like, I, or I have, but I don't talk to them anymore because my kids are older, just like having baby daddies. Like I, I went through so much and I struggled so much to know who, to understand who I really was right? I struggled so much. And it really caused me to like, go from relationship to relationship thinking like, oh, this person's gonna finally make me feel happy. This person's gonna finally um, make me feel complete. So the one of the reasons why 
I, I shout from the rooftops that I love God. I love Jesus. It's because I was suicidal. I hated myself. I didn't want to live. I numbed my pain. The only reason I would go to work is because I had a kid that I had to take care of. And his, his biological father was missing the mark when it came to being a father and being a provider. So I, like most single moms, we have to step up and play both both roles, right? And that includes finances and keeping a roof over your head. So because I didn't understand who I was and how gifted I was and how smart and and yes, even though I knew I was a pretty girl, I didn't understand the beauty that really lied within me. It really caused me to find myself in people and numb my pain and like drink. Like I, I think right before I gave my life to Jesus, I was a borderline alcoholic. I was a borderline alcoholic. Like I didn't even eat anymore, Monica, because I was drinking so much. And I remember my dad telling me one day, one day, but it says wine, right? Like a wine, like a drunk. But it says wine, like I was drinking so much that my face was puffy. And so you think of all the things when it comes to not knowing who you are, it it makes you find your way to things that are so toxic. So when I think of identity and and I'm not speaking of religion, right? I'm not speaking of like, again, I didn't grow up in church, right? In fact, when I gave my life to Jesus, I didn't even go to church. I wanted nothing to do with church. I was sitting on my couch. Uh, someone shared a prayer with me and I accepted Jesus as my savior and my life changed. Literally, it, it really did. And it, it changed on the inside first because I didn't want to drink anymore. I broke up with the guy I was dating. There were so many radical things that happened that I couldn't explain. So I can't explain why, you know, my life just changed, <laughs> but but to make a long story short, when we don't know who we really are, like a lot of times when we don't even understand uh, God, right? When we don't even understand what that is, we think of God like this faraway person, or maybe he's not even real. We can think that, oh my God, there's rules. There's, I have to be a certain way, right? But in actuality, there's freedom. When you find who you are in God, when you begin to align with who he says that you are, all the lies and all the labels and all the things that people told you you were or your past or the pain, none of that matters anymore. Because if you begin to affirm yourself the way that God sees you, you begin to understand who you really are. That yes, maybe you made mistakes, right? I don't know. Maybe maybe you were prostituting. Maybe you were on drugs. Maybe you have baby daddies like, like I do, right? Maybe you did all these things that make you think that you're unworthy, but in actuality, it's us not understanding our identity that causes us to do things that we shouldn't do that later hurt us. So all that to say that there's freedom when you know, wait a minute, I can make mistakes, but yet I can, I can start over. I can, you know, have a new life because God did choose me. God gifted me. You know, once you understand that, everything changes. So I know that was a long answer, but but when you talk about identity, it's like so complex, you know? Right. No, I love that. That was that was beautiful. And I and I relate it to so much that you said because, you know, when I think about, you know, God and and my journey too, you know, I never grew up in church. It's I've actually just started 
going to church since I got with my now husband, right? Which was like, you know, we're going to hit six years together that I actually actively started going to church. And I've always had this relationship with God, right? And I've understood that through my process, um, I'm very open with my listeners about my, you know, my drug addiction. And I shared that with you before. Um, I mean, I had a heavy run with drugs for 10 years. You know, I did a lot of degrading things. I did a lot of harm to my body. I tried to make my body fit this perceived this certain way that society said it should look. Um, I tried to do a lot of toxic things to it, even after I stopped doing drugs. Right. And um, and I realized that it was all because I wasn't in alignment with the identity that God had said about who I am, right? And I take it back to the just the beginning, right? Keep it simple. We are made in his likeness and his image, right? And so what, what does God say that we are? Who does God say that we are, mm -hmm. right? We're made in his likeness and image. And I think that, you know, the biggest piece with identity to make it very simple is the perspective that we have about God. You know, I've had to do yeah. a lot of work to redefine what I think God is in my life versus this punishing, condemning God that I, I thought I used to serve. And today I realize that that's not even who I serve, right? I serve a loving, forgiving, patient and kind God, right? And yeah. I had to think of it like that. Like it was about redefining what you know, who we serve, right? Because we talked about it yesterday. I'm going to take my pastor's uh, words. He said, when you don't yes. understand the origin of something, you're going to abuse it, right? And wow. so when we don't understand the origin of who we are, don't we abuse ourselves, right? And so yeah. I know we talked about things like that. Like we start to abuse, you know, our bodies. We start trying to fix it in surgery. And, you know, and I have a lot of clients that um, I've worked with that have had surgeries, you know, and, um, and, you know, this is in no way condemning or anything, but I do get to see that even when surgery happens, when, you know, they lose all the weight, they're still struggling inside, right? There's still this void that we thought the external experience was going to change. Same thing, like you mm -hmm. just shared about, you know, the men, right? Or the relationships trying to fix you. And mm -hmm. so when we're tying our worth to something, there's this like domino effect, right? Can you share on that? Like when we start trying to tire our worth about something external, you, you know, can you share on yeah. that for us? So you're saying when we, when we have external things and we find our worth in that. So I would, I would go back to relationships, right? Like for example, and, and I'll share two things because because I really went through, a, and you know this, because, you know, I've shared my story. But the first thing I'll share is this. <clears throat> my daughter, she's a survivor of sexual abuse. And so I went through this really, really painful time where, as a mother, I'm trying to keep it together, right? And love on my daughter and help her heal through her process, being little and having to deal with this. On the other hand, it was understanding that my dad just wasn't going to be there. Right. And that's like a whole other story. And through this process, I really began to understand that I was finding my whole identity, Monica, was in who my father said that I was. And everything I did was to try to make him proud, like a little kid. And this is in no way to like talk smack about my dad. Right. I love him. I forgive him. Everybody has their reasons why they do what they do and they make the choices they make. But I began to understand that everything I did was I wanted to make my dad proud. I wanted to try to fit into this box to make him see me, make him um, be proud of me. And so once that person and this this can be for anyone, right? Once that person was not in the picture anymore, I felt so lost. Mm -hmm. I felt like, who do I go to when something's wrong? 
who do I go to when I don't understand something or I'm going through something or I'm in a jam, right? Because that was my dad. And, and he raised me after I was 11. So he was the parent that I, I really connected with. So here I, I go through this painful time where I'm like, how could he just be okay with not being there? How could he betray me? How this, how that, how that, right? All the questions that I had. And I began to understand that I wasn't who my dad said I was. I was who God said that I was. So even as someone who I was going to church and I was having a relationship with God, right? I still had my identity wrapped up in someone else. I had my identity wrapped up in who someone wanted me to be. And the thing about that is that when you try to to be who others want you to be, your worth is tied to whether that person gives you validation or not. And and then and this can happen even in a marriage where you're still trying to find validation in that relationship that you have with another person. So if you are in, in the relationship you want, right, if the if the relation if the person met all of your little check boxes and now you have that person, you're constantly striving to keep being worthy in the eyes of that person. And and I think that can happen with like if you have your dream house, right, that's like a million dollar house. And I'm not saying that's wrong, because if someone's like, hey, you're you're approved for a million dollar house, I probably would take it. Right. <laughs> Who wouldn't? <laughs> but if you have your million dollar house and you're in a sense keeping up externally with like, look at the things that I have. Right. Look at how how successful I am. Your worth is tied to that. So what happens when all of a sudden you lose those things, right? And this is, and I'm going to say this, and this is in no way to offend anyone who believes in new age, uh, because I was very, very much into new age before, you know, I, I started walking with God. But the whole thing with manifestation, you're manifesting these things that you want, but what happens when what you're manifesting doesn't happen? All of a sudden, you did it wrong. It's your fault. You didn't manifest, right? No, something must be wrong. Your worth is actually tied into the manifestation. Mm-hmm. Wow. So so there's, there's so many ways that you can look at how you find your worth, right? But when you understand my worth is as God's daughter, my worth is as someone someone who God created. My worth is as just because I exist, because you exist, because you have breath in your lungs, you have worth, mm-hmm. right? God saw it fit. The Bible says in Jeremiah 1, 5, that uh, before he knew you, before you were born, he knew you. Like he saw your unformed body in the secret place. He saw you in your mother's womb. And, you know, it's not to like put the whole abortion thing up for debate. It's just that that's a verse in the Bible. And it Mm -hmm. talks about the prophet Jeremiah, how God had already predestined him to be a prophet, right, to the nation. So so when you think about that, if God knew you and God gave you breath, then you are worthy just because you exist. Mm -hmm. Everything else is like a cherry on top of a sundae. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really how I look at worth. Like I could have a really crappy day today, Monica, right? Things may not be going the way that I want in my marriage, in my business. Like anything can happen today. 
Mm-hmm. So does that take away my worth if things aren't going right? No, I am still worthy because I exist. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you still have a purpose, you know, and that's the other piece that I love about what you, you know, what you share about, because I've read your book and I love that. And you talked about that piece of like that purposeless, like purposeless, right? Yeah. Like where we don't feel like we have that purpose. And a lot of the times it's because we're tying it to something external, right? And, you know, through the process of my recovery, I've also learned that like, you know, we call it that void, right? We're trying to fill that void with other things and other things to kind of change the way that we feel and the way that, you know, we look and whether it's externally and internally anything, you know, we get caught up in the materialistic side of, you know, flaunting things and, oh, my body has to look like this. And, you know, I I shared a post like a couple weeks ago and I shared the differences in my body. You know, there was a part part where I was like as low as I'm 4'11". So I was as low as like maybe 117 and I was like this stick, but I was also in like my active drug addiction and I was miserable internally. Like I was miserable. I also have a picture where I'm like at my highest weight, you know, after I had my daughter and, um, you know, and I still felt this like, you know, I felt this, I, I still wasn't in that process of like, where I'm at today, like doing that internal work, really being in like that alignment with God and knowing that I'm more than just what my body size is, right? And, uh, and so I, I remember seeing that picture too. And then there's one where like, you know, recently, I'm, I'm still at one of my higher weights, but internally, I have this like peace. I have this love. I have this confidence. And I know that that's that's God's grace, right? That's God's love because that's not my own doing. You asked me two years ago, I looked in the mirror, I would have been calling myself disgusting. You know, like I would have been, I would have named everything wrong about my body, you know? And this is why I know that God was pulling me to like share about this and pivot my podcast rebrand because Mm -hmm. there are women that are suffering out there. Right. And while mine is tied to the body, you know, yours is tied to a lot of like, you know, that, that the wounds, the past, and they all come together. Right. Because at the end of the day, you know, I, I had an eating disorder. I was in drug active drug addiction. I dealt with trauma. I dealt with, you know, a lot of things that happened to me, you know, younger and it all unfolds the same. Right. When we're lost and we're searching and seeking elsewhere, it brings us to this place where we're like, you know, I call it like the spiritual rock bottom, right? We hit this bottom where we're like, who are we and what are we doing? You know, so I can relate to that. I love that you talked about, you know, um, that you shared that experience about your dad and like having to, you know, seek his approval. And when you didn't get that from him, you you were lost, right? Because you Mm -hmm. relied on him so much. And I think us as a society today, we depend so much on approval and validation of others. And so it's not just social media, right? Because this has been happening before social media. I think social media just amplifies it, right? We start seeking approval. We don't get enough likes. We don't get enough compliments. We don't get enough comments. And here we are thinking we're unworthy and, you know, we're thinking all these bad things about ourselves, right? And I say that because I'm guilty of that too, right? I took a six-month period from five month period from social media a year ago, because I felt called to do that. And I realized how hooked I was on the validation of others, right? It was becoming my, my, you know, my drug of choice that I was seeking and seeking validation from others. And when I didn't get it, you know, I had this low self-worth and I didn't feel good. I felt inadequate. And I had to realize like, man, God, like I need, I want to be, be caught up in what you, who you say I am, right? Like, I don't want to be influenced by what others think about me this year alone I've lost a lot of friends um and I I, I say loss is like not you know not in a bad way it it was a season 
It's a timing that I know God is doing something new in my life. And, but you see old Monica would have seen it as like, man, where's my worth, right? I don't have enough friends mm-hmm. now. I don't, you know, and I don't think that way today, right? My circle uh-huh. is small and tight and it's because I know who I am, right? I know that I know that who God says I am is my truth today, right? And I know anybody listening to this, if you're caught up in like that external validation and what others think about you, just know that that's not who you are, right? What people say or don't say about you, but you're maybe yeah. you're expecting people to say stuff about you. That's not who you, you know, that's not who you are. If it's not aligned with what God says about you, then that's not your truth. Right. So mm-hmm. I know that, you know, we kind of have similar audiences, right? Like I know you go through some of this too, with like some of your ladies and. Yeah. Wow. So I was just thinking about like, I've shared with you some of like my struggles, like with my appearance, right. Cause I'm almost 40. So, you know, things things don't fit right sometimes (laughs) um but and I think that as much as and I could be wrong but I'll never have that 21 year old body right that I once had I can I can work out I can do the things I need to do but at at the end of the day I'm not gonna have that body right if I if all I'm doing is just working out at least that's my perception I, I could be wrong definitely I'm not like a fitness expert but I think when it comes to like the way that we feel about our bodies, right, we can look at ourselves and point out every single flaw. For those of us who are mothers, right, we've given birth, we've carried life inside of us. um, We have stretch marks, you know, Mm -hmm. or if you're almost 40, you you got a little bit of cellulite, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's Mm -hmm. it's not it's normal things that we have that we could literally look at ourselves I know when I was turning 30 or some sometime in the beginning of my 30s, I had like this one chin hair that kept growing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what is that? Like the first time I noticed it, I was like, how long have I had? Like, I just felt so gross. And I I remembered my grandma. She would always be like tweezing her chin hair. And I'm like, oh, my God, I turned to my grandma, right? <laughs> but it's, it's those things that we I guess we can laugh at. But at the same time, it's like, Listen, if you have a younger listener, and I'm sorry, I'm just going to let you know right now, you're going to have the hair growing in weird places, but <laughs> right. all that to say that we can, it's normal, right? We can look at the things that, you know, especially if you were raised very like critical, right? Someone always criticized you. It's even worse. Um, And I say that as someone who was raised that way, like constantly criticized, had high expectations and I had that problem for so many years. So we can look at the parts of our of our of our bodies, of the things that we don't like. And if we magnify it, anything that you magnify, it's going to become so serious to you, like such a big deal. Right. And what if you magnified all of the good things about yourself, all of the positive things, your gifts? right? Your accomplishments, even if you don't think they're a big deal to someone who who can accomplish what you've accomplished, it's a very big deal. So that's what I say, like when it comes to feeling like you're not good enough or parts of your body, right? I'm not an expert in like, that's your area of expertise, Monica, right? But when it comes to those things, I always say like, because I'm always about reframing how you see things. What if you magnified your positive qualities? Right. Like, for example, maybe you're a stay at home mom and you're like, I'm just a mom. 
I'm just a mom, right? I used to do that all the time when my kids were little because I had like a side jewelry business. I was in business school, but my husband had a crazy schedule and I really couldn't commit to a job because I had kids to be there for. And so I used to feel bad, like I'm just a mom, I'm just a mom. But when you when you really reframe it, it's like, what a beautiful thing that you get to be a mom and raise humans and invest into them and speak life into them. It's not just being a mom. Mm-hmm. It's literally managing these. The I used to call my kids my little employees. And now they're <laughs> teenagers. So I'm like, my roommates over here never freaking clean, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. but it's really reframing the way you're looking at whatever you're looking at and not allowing yourself to feel unworthy because it's not what you expected it to be, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're talking about why don't we magnify like the, the good qualities in us. And I know that today, you know, whatever we magnify, we empower, right? And so like, th- that's the part that you're talking about. It's like, if we shifted that, right? And we and we shifted our mindset about looking at everything wrong, let's look at everything right about us, you know, because we are so much more than that. And, you know, it's interesting because, recently, like I I really heard this, like from God, you know, uh, the body image coach. And I I don't know if I shared that with you, but like, that was something that I really heard, like God calling about me, like, and I didn't even know that was a thing. And I kept listening to it. And I was like, Oh, my God, like body image empowerment is really out there. But the thing about when I searched it is it's a little different. Um, And my listeners are new to hear this. So I'm gonna be the first to share this with (laughs) you here. Um, When I looked up body image, I was seeing a lot of coaches empowering, like, to be just accepting of where you're at, right? And while that's very true, listen to me carefully, right? While that's very true, the approach that I like to take it from is that we get the awareness, we accept where we are today, but with the awareness, we take action to do better, right? And that's the way that I like to see it because while we have these body positivity movements and all that, a lot of times we're encouraging people to stay stagnant. And we're just telling people, hey, stay where you're at, basically stay in healthy, don't take care of yourself, But what about the empowering part? What part, you know, we don't like stuff about our body. What are we going to do to change it? You know, if we don't like things about the way, you know, we're, we're living spiritually, emotionally, like, well, let's change it, right? I think the biggest piece is we get these awarenesses and we do nothing with them. Awareness without action is just empty promises, right? Like we're just making all this empty stuff, you know? So now that we're aware let's, you know, let's take some action about it. Right. And so um, I, I was thinking about something and you were talking about like, it is a blessing to be a mom. When I, when I got pregnant with my son, right before I got pregnant with him, I was, I was supposed to turn professional as a boxer. I was getting all my stuff lined up to have my pro debut. And I had wow. these plans, right. That I was, you know, because I, w- I was all into the glory and the the image and, you know, everything under the sun, you know, that, that I knew, I knew God was nudging me to get away from this. And I just wouldn't. I was so, so persistent that, no, because I want it to look good up there, right? And so then I have my son. I gain like 60 pounds. I have like all these stretch marks. And I'll never forget looking in the mirror. And my son's going to be five. So that was like almost, you know, four and a half years ago. And um, I remember looking in the mirror and being like, who am I? Like, I remember not even like being able to recognize my body. But the saddest part was like, I thought that I was a nobody anymore. Like my image and my identity was so wrapped in my appearance that when it didn't look the way it looked nine months prior, I was so lost. I went into a deep depression and 
it ties back to that origin, right? When we don't know who we are, we're going to abuse ourselves. We're going to, you know, abuse and in, in verbally, emotionally, the way we talk to ourselves. It's not just physical, right? And so I remember abusing myself, like beating, like right when I had my son, I had an emergency C-section. Three months later, I'm taking body shots to my stomach again, um, trying to force this pro debut, trying to like, until finally I surrendered, right? It took me a few months, but I finally surrendered. And I was like, all right, God, like I'm done, right? Everything was falling, like crumbling under me. And I had to hit that bottom, right? And I say that to say that like, you know, we're, we when we get so caught up and we we're like all all like all the way out of alignment with what God wants for us, it can cause that chaos, right? Yeah. Um. I know today that God's will isn't chaotic, right? When I know I'm in God's will, there's peace, there's calmness, there's clarity, right? And when I'm not, it's you know I'm confused, I'm questioning, I'm doubting, I'm angry, I'm frustrated. Like I get to take a look at like you know I, I'm in tune with who I am, right? And I and I'm always constantly doing some work so that I can know, hey, like you're you're kind of out of alignment today, right? You're being frustrated, you're snapping at the kids, you're snapping at your husband. Like what's going on, right? So um you know I just hope that that was something that you know maybe you're feeling like that right now, you know, for our listeners, like. I, I get it. You know, I remember looking in the mirror. I remember those things. I rem- I know. And don't get me wrong. I'm not in a place where I don't do it. I just know how to get myself out of it quicker. You know, wow. I'll go through my that. I'll go through my stuff and I'll go through my little pity parties and weigh myself. And be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I want to break the scale. But then I'm like, OK, you know what? Um, This is not who God says I am. Right. Yeah. And so like the approach I really try to take with my ladies is do like a healing process. Right. Like I tell them, how are you feeling today before you get on the scale? Right. If you're not feeling good. Don't get on that scale because it's it's just going to run more things on your head. Right. And it's a different approach than what the fitness industry does. Right. But it's OK, because I know that that's who I am. And that's what aligns with who I am as a person, because I know the shame behind finding your worth in an external in something external. Right. Wow. And so I think that, you know, as us as a community and, you know, we had this conversation yesterday. Right. Like, I think that um, us as a community, us as like, you know, as women empowering, you're an empowerment coach. I'm an empowerment coach. You know, I love that women need to hear the truth. Right. Yeah. Like they need to hear the truth. And, you know, I, I think that we can get caught up and I'm guilty of it. Right. I get caught up in like, oh, I need to like tread carefully because I don't want to offend. And I don't you know, but sometimes women need to hear the truth. And, you know, I know I ran lost for a long time. And if somebody would have just told me a long time ago, be still. And, you know, and I, God was always present in my life. Right. I was just so caught up in what everybody else thought about me. And so wow. I know if I had guidance differently, like the, the guidance me and Mikaela are giving you today, I think it would have been a whole different path. Right, Mikaela? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was I was thinking about what you said. Um, I always love to just kind of ponder on what people say, because I think like there's so much wisdom in what you shared, but like being in tune with God, right? We're not talking about religion here. We are really talking about being in tune because you're going to be, try to be in tune with something, whether it's uh, that relationship that doesn't make you happy, that's just toxic and not good for you, or striving to do something that you know is just not working, right? And a lot of times God does that. He closes a door because he's, he's sending us on a detour, 
right? Like when you are driving and you go the wrong way, which I do this all the time, even though I have a <laughs> GPS, and then I wait for it to detour me. I have so much faith in my GPS that you're going to detour me. So it doesn't matter if I get lost, right? And I think that that's the same thing that that that's the same way we can look at God. Mm, so that good. even if I go the wrong way, you're going to detour me because that's how graceful he is. So I love that you said being in tune with God, because when you're in tune with God, even if you feel lost, he's going to detour you right to where you're supposed to be. So whatever your season looks like right now, you may think, you know, my business isn't going right, for example. What am I doing wrong, right? And, and just going back to, to identity and worth, you can easily mistake that something you think is something is going wrong. So now you're unworthy, right? You're not worthy of having that or running that or whatever it is. But what if it's simply a detour? So I love that you're saying that because absolutely, like one of one of the examples that I'll use is I always tell women, the book that I wrote, I could have used that book when I was going through what I was going through with my daughter and everything that happened with my dad. I wish I could have gone into Barnes and Noble or wherever, right? A vendor thing and found that book and just read that whole book through my season. And mm -hmm. I'm not saying that because I wrote it, right? I don't even read it, except if I'm like on Instagram or something. <laughs> I needed that. I needed that to remind me that my story wasn't over. That even though, yeah, my daughter went through this thing and it and it's upsetting, right? I wish she never went through that. Even though all this happened, my story wasn't over. Mm -hmm. That God could take that and use that to empower other women. Like I never, I'm very private with my community. People message me. I'm not one of those coaches that posts everything that people send me. Mm -hmm. Because I'm very protective of what people share with me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'll share one message that I did receive. She said, because of your book, I'm going to confront my abuser because Ooh. of your book. I'm going to confront my mother because she didn't, she didn't help me. Mm. And, and for one, one thing that you, you write, right. One thing that you put together for someone to have the courage to say like, this doesn't define me. I'm going to take back my power and I'm going to open my mouth. Are you kidding me? So so I use that example because, you know, what you shared. If if I had had someone back in the day to tell me, hey, girl, you don't you don't need. Let me show you who you really are. Mm. Let me show you who God says that you are not just, oh, you need to go to church. You need to read your Bible. No, let me mm -hmm. show you who God says that you are. Mm, it yes. changes everything. And it yeah. doesn't matter if it's your body if it's relationships, um, if it's a job, right, it changes everything. So I think that ultimately to say that you when you really find yourself, you find freedom, freedom to be who you are, and freedom to be confident in the gifts that God gave you and freedom to follow your purpose without caring what people think. Oh, like, yes. You know what I'm saying? So, I love like, that. You gave me chills. Yeah. Well, no, like, so really, I'm sorry, Monica. No, you no, know you're that. good. I started talking too much, but I just want to say this really quick too. Like the whole thing with faith, right? <laughs> faith is not a sexy topic. Let's just put it that way. God mm -hmm. is not a sexy thing to talk about, right? It's just not. It's not a hot topic. Mm -mm. But when you ultimately think about it, 
if faith is one of your core values, if faith is something that you, maybe someone's listening and they want to learn more about faith, but they're afraid of what like people are going to think. If faith is something that's calling to you and you want to navigate that, then that's being true to who you are, right? There's something there that you want to learn, that you want to explore. So whether it's faith or pursuing a dream, right? Whichever one, if that's what's calling to you, and it's so crazy because uh, I just shared this um, yesterday. My word is digna for 2023, which means worthy, mm. right? And and in Spanish, the word means uh, something something deserving of being expressed, a thing that's deserving of being expressed. It sounds better in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of things sound better in Spanish. But all that to say that if there is something that that's being expressed in your heart, then it is worthy of pursuing and you're worthy of pursuing it. So mm-hmm. um, I just want to encourage, you know, listeners to know like you're worthy, you're worthy mm-hmm. of pursuing your health, right? You're worthy of pursuing your dream. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm done. Now. <laughs> no, 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 I love it. I love it. And I love your book. I love that, you know, you shared that and I, you almost had me in tears when you're talking about that you wish that you would have had that book years ago, right? And that's exactly the story, right? Like we get to like, I'm in search, I'll tell you right now, I'm in search of a trainer that does what I like to do, right? And I know that, and I'm not saying that to boast, I'm saying that because I wish that I had a trainer that poured into me and and poured that healing and that empowerment in me, right? And just like encouraged me and told me that I was worthy. I had many coaches and trainers um, and I love them both, right? And I'm grateful for them, but I dealt with a lot of abuse, right? And I see it today and I got to see that there was a lot of abuse in the boxing industry. There's a lot that happens in that sport. And um, and I know that that's like a whole other story because I talked to you about that, but I know that there's something that, you know, some, you know, some of that abuse comes from people that we looked up to, right? That wow. were supposed to be our coaches, supposed to protect us. You know, I was cutting weight. I was, you know, dropping overnight weight and getting double kidney infections and, use, you know, the drugs and still never enough. And my coach telling me I still needed to lose more weight and, you know, all this stuff. Right. And I wish I had somebody like me back in the day. Right. And so I love that because we get to become that person, that superhero that we wish that was superwoman. We wish we were back in the day. Right. We get to be that for the new generation coming. We get to impact the, the young ladies, the women, the moms that, you know, still tie their worth to other things that still are maybe in an abusive cycle. And it's deeper. Right. Like the fitness to me is just something that, you know, I, I love um, I, I love I think that, you know, there's so many benefits to it. But honestly, there's such a deeper level to it, right? Like I can watch your workout program. Great. But like, at the end of the day, what's really stopping you, right? What inside of you is telling you you're not worthy of pursuing this, because wow. we have so many resources out there, right? It's not about my boxing program. It's not about you know, it's not my program. It's the ability that these women feel worthy to pursue it. I can give you all the tools and hand it to you on a gold platter. If you don't, if you don't take action because you don't feel worthy, those tools aren't going to work for you, right? You can have all of it. We have all these free resources. People can get on YouTube and just Google a workout, but there's something that stops people. And whether it's coaching, because you help women with coaching, I help women with coaching. The difference is that some of these women just don't feel worthy. And that's a mm-hmm. lie, right? We wow. don't feel worthy. So how do we how do we peel those layers and get deeper so we can tell you that you're worthy, you're deserving? You know, where, you know, where did this come from? Right? Where well, who told you this lie? Right. I know you're big about sharing 
and telling women to rewrite those stories, rewrite yeah. those lies, right? And uh, I know there was a part in your book about that. And I love that because it's true. We need to rewrite those lies that are maybe a parent told us, a coach told us, a teacher told us, a friend told us, right? Somebody, somebody misinformed told us something that wasn't true and we've carried it, right? And, yeah. and we've allowed that to be our truth. And so when somebody comes to tell you, right? And again, right? It's not religion. I have a relationship with God, not a religion, right? It's, it's a, it's, to me, I know that there's a difference between the two, right? Yeah, there's not rules on my relationship with God. And so I know that if I knew differently back then that it's not tied to what other people say, it's not tied to what my, you know, my coach or my dad or somebody said to me back in the day, that I am who God says I am, I think things would be a lot different. And today, I know that that's what I walk by, right? Um, I have to constantly remind myself of of that, right? Of you're not that, right? Because those lies come in. I'm not, you know, yes. again, we know that they come in. The difference is that we counter it with truth, right? Like when I think those thoughts, I counter it with truth. I don't counter it with like, oh, let me add more. Oh, you know, if I feel so this is a, a thing and I know we're almost going to wrap up, but like, <laughs> I'm going to let you finish off though. So the one thing is that when I'm not in a good place, I tell, you know, like, for example, you know, there's a lot of women on here. So when I'm in my, on my, on my menstrual and I know that I'm going to be bloated and I know that I'm going to be uncomfortable. I don't go add salt to my wound. I don't go weigh myself and go try to fit on an outfit that I know is going to look ugly. I mean, like, I just don't set myself up for those kind of traps, right? That's that awareness, the awareness of like, same thing, right? If we know this relationship is toxic for us, we have that awareness that if I put my hand back in the fire, I'm going to get burned, right? Same thing. We just have to, co- you know, we we take those action steps that don't set us up to to abuse ourselves, right? We just stop yes. doing those things. And, and when we get the awareness, we take the action, right? And I think that's the biggest key is like, you know, again, we can have all the awareness in the world, but awareness without action is just just that, awareness, right? We're all yeah. aware and knowledgeable, but we do nothing with it. Right. And so um, and it's just it's something that I'm in the process, too. Right. Because I'm on my health journey as well. You know, I, I've I honestly will admit that I went through some emotional stuff recently the past couple months and I've caught myself getting caught up in bad habits. And I and because I have the awareness, I know that I got to take action to do different stuff. And so I just love that you were on here, Mikaela. This was amazing. Like it really was like I just. I'm telling you, I love your faith. I love, I love the woman that you are. I love how you empower women and you're, you know, you're, you just have this heart of gold where you just love to help people. And I, and I love that about you, but before we go, I want you to give final thoughts. And I want you to also tell people where they can connect with you because you're going to want to connect with her <laughs> and you're going to want to buy her book. Uh, so let us all know all that juicy stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, well, thank you for the kind words. They mean a lot, but I mean, we didn't even talk about like, her, the purposeless lie and all that. I know that's something that we had wanted to talk about. Part two. My final, <laughs> yeah, part two. No, my final thoughts, thoughts are just like, it, it really goes back to the root of like the lies that you carry, right? The lies that tell you you're fat, you're ugly, you're, you're not good enough. You know, you're never going to be able to accomplish that. You don't ha- you don't really have a purpose. You're garbage. It, it you can really tie that back to like, did someone say that to you? At some point, these lies took root in your heart, and and it, it's a hard thing to do. That just like some people don't want to work out, right? They they complain and they don't don't want to do the work. Some people don't want to confront. Yeah, I really do believe that about myself because mm-hmm. it's an ugly truth, right? 
So I, I encourage women, like, if you know that, <clears throat> if you know that you're believing something about yourself and you know that it's so like destructful in a way, the mm -hmm. thought that you have, you really need to look at that for what it is mm -hmm. and get to the root of it. And it may be that you explore faith, you talk to God if you are a woman of faith or you do mentoring, right? Or you simply confide in a friend. Like I'm having trouble, I'm having this struggle because those are struggles, Monica. Mm -hmm. Those are struggles that will literally eat you alive, you know? Um, but to my book, my book is called Dear Fearless Mujer. You were created for more. It's a little Spanglish because. I'm a little Spanglish. <laughs> Love it. Um, you can connect with me on Instagram at the Fearless Mujer podcast. You can go to fearlessmujer.com. Uh, but thank you for having me, Monica. Thank you, Mikala. This was wonderful. And I can't wait for a part two because it'll be coming yes. soon. So, <laughs> all right. Have a good one. Thank you so much, Mama, for listening to today's episode. If this podcast inspired you in any way to want to make any changes or view your fitness and your health journey in a different light, it would mean so much if you could go please leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. That way I can know how I can continue to grow the show and inspire you. Also, if you would like to join in on our Facebook community, you can find me under Moms Breaking Chains, Getting Freedom from Negative Body Image. That's the name of the group. Thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Have a good day. I'll tell you. <laughs>